Oh, I like this music. <laughs> I like this music. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio here. 215-592-9494 gets you. But we'll get back to all the calls, all the discussion on Slay, on Hoskins. We'll get to some Sixers stuff, too. But it's time for a new uh, new element to our show here, You Hugh and A. Because we, you know, it's interesting. People have asked us, people ask me, like, how long have you and you and you known each other? I said, well, like a month, two months? Yeah, not even that long. Yeah. It's been, it's been it was short. This marriage kind of started, it was a, it was an idea of, of our boss, Rod Lake, and it was an idea that he had. I came up here one one time, and we we, we talked all about, what, 10, 15? No, it was about an hour. Well, now, you, we yeah, did like an hour. You did, uh, you were on from 6 to 7 on my yeah, show at we, night, we, yeah. we did like an hour. We did but like an was, hour show. That was it. That was that was it. And then, you know, we started, you know, there was some conversation about potentially us being a, a, a show, putting the show together and everything. And when I got here, one of, the, one of the reasons why I came so early was because I wanted to get an opportunity to try to get to know you. But. Unfortunately, there was a lot going on, you know, the Super Bowl thing, the fact that I had to still do, I was still contractually obligated to do my show in Atlanta. We were kind of on opposite schedules. You were yes. morning, I was night, so it was like... It, it was kind of hard to yeah. get together, yep. and, and every time that we tried to, we, we it never really worked. So, what you guys are hearing right now is just two weeks of us actually, like, just working together. This is the longest, like, you know, we didn't have any, you know, interaction before this, anything like that. This is kind of what you're getting right now. Yeah, we're getting to know each other. So we're going to debut a new segment here. We're, we're going to do this, and it's going to be fun. Um, it's called Q&A. So, and you could submit questions. You could be part of this, whether it be our, our Facebook page, WIP Midday Show, Twitter, at WIP Midday Show. You give questions, and, and you will obviously have some of his own too, but questions you want Hugh to ask me, Yeah. and, and we'll get to know each other a little bit here. So uh, let, let's dive into this. Our first Q&A. Yeah, because, you know, just to set it up a little bit, like for, for, for me coming up here, I would hear a bunch of different things about Joe, and and I can honestly say that everybody that has given me a perspective of you has been, has been different from all different people. But that's not what I want to know. I want to get to know Joe Gillio on a deeper level. So the first question that I have for you is this: What was the first car that you ever owned? Because to me, that tells me a lot about a person, about a kind. I of owned a Chevy Cavalier. This is I. So I got my license in. I'm, I was born '86. So I got my license around oh. Three, oh, two oh three, whatever year it was, a Chevy Cavalier. I think it was a nineteen ninety five Chevy Cavalier. That's not a bad car. Those it was Cavalier, Cavaliers used to be kind of nice, and then they had the Z, the, the the souped up version one. I didn't I have that. that. That was nice. So, but my, the other thing I remember about like that car, and and this just takes me back, and and how long ago this was. Hugh, I was able to fill the gas tank of that car, my first car. Oh, what, Twenty bucks. Ten. <sighs> Ten, I used to be a ten dollar bill when I was good. Boy, to have a car that you could fill up for ten dollars now, that would be lovely. Oh, be amazing! I would think I would think that even when you talk about some of the smaller cars, it's probably over thirty bucks at least. Yeah, if I you're mean, running if you're running regular, I, I have a Sentra. It's like forty. It's like forty to fill it up. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, like thirty five, forty. You know, you know what's funny? I drive a Ram, right? And as as uh. Like what I do, I, I I never fill my truck up unless I'm going on a trip. Forty dollars. Oh, you just it. you just put forty just in. Forty dollars. Like no matter what, if it's only you, only getting forty dollars. See, that's funny. I always fill up because I don't want to go back to the gas station. I, but see, it, I don't drive as much as I used to because yeah. I'm you know going to work or whatever and coming back here. Forty dollars. If it's more than forty dollars, like only time I'm putting if I'm ever filling my truck up is that's when I'm traveling. But outside of that. $40. That's it. Yeah, That's I, all I, I like that. It's the consistency. All right, so yes, Chevy Cavalier, my first car. Yeah, okay. The second question I have for you is this. 
How did you meet your first wife? Well, your only wife, because I'm thinking like, yeah, I got a few, but yeah, yeah. just one. Your one me. wife. <laughs> uh, we met. I like how you immediately said no, <laughs> just one, just one. I wanted to clarify. <laughs> well, the funny part is, so um, my wife's a teacher, and and one of her coworkers is is a big WIP listener, and she, my wife, told me that when she kind of goes into her room uh-huh. across the hall for their planning, which I, I think could be around now, like they have a planning period during the day. Her coworker always has us on, so I wanted to make sure I hit the yeah. You got to make sure. Wife. I'm sorry, Mrs. Gilio. I'm you know I was I was projecting on your husband. I'm we met uh, in college. We both went to the Sales University in uh, Center Valley near Allentown. So we, uh-huh. we met there. So it's funny. We we went to school together. And it's a small school. We went there all obviously all four years together. We graduated the same year, but we didn't talk or know each other until our our, our senior year. Like okay. I. I I mean, I remember her, and like we. Got Why didn't it. you talk? Like, did you did you have somebody? Did you get like an alley oop? Did somebody introduce you to yeah, your wife? Yeah, I, I, you know, we. Were, I guess we just had mutual friends that we uh-huh. were kind of in the same place at the same time. But it's weird because our graduating class, I think, it was only like five hundred. Like the fact that we never really interacted until the end of college, I, I always found it weird. Like we were there together and never hung out or anything. So okay, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I've noticed, like, since I've been here. That you like to have your meals prepared. Yes. And and, and I asked you what you eat today, and you said something like zucchini squash. Spaghetti or squash. With no meat. No meat. So it's uh, it's like I had this as tacos at home, but I didn't want to bring the shells Ta- here. Tacos. That was a taco. It was like it was what you would put in a taco shell. What you what, what, what wait hold on. what you putting in the taco? That that right there. Yeah, so I had spaghetti squash, black beans, rice, some hot sauce in there. I put in a taco shell. So I'm a vegetarian. That's okay. I I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So my question was this, Joe. When was the last time you had a piece of meat? I actually remember it. I, I actually remember it vividly because, all right, so I'll, I'll take you through this. So, so I've, I've probably been, and I don't remember exactly like when I decided to do this. It just kind of happened uh, naturally. But I've been a vegetarian for about five, four or five years now, like uh-huh. officially. Um, so my wife became one like 10 years ago, and it just became a thing where like we were always cooking separate meals. and it was, mm-hmm. But like a lot of times I would just eat what she, she ate just to do it. And then I stopped wanting to have meat, and then I was like, maybe I won't have it. It just kind of naturally progressed that way. But about five, I think it was five years ago, like 2018 is, is what's in my head. We were doing an event. I was with Glenn Macnow, and mm-hmm. I forget who else from WIP. We were doing an Eagles pregame show. Um, and we did it on the, ro- the roof of that building across the street there. We had like that, the, 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 I forget the name of it, the Sunset Circa, Circa Green up the there. The Circa Green, yeah. Across from the yeah. school where we were at. We were up there doing an Eagles pregame show, and I was starving. I didn't get to eat lunch that day, and they had burgers out. And I hadn't had meat for like a few months. Like I was kind of transitioning to become Uh-oh. a vegetarian. Yeah. But I was like, I'm starving. You got to do what you got to do. And I had a cheeseburger, and I ate it. It was it was good. Like I mean, I used to eat meat all the time. And uh, that, but I remember because I I think that was the last time I had meat. Did it make you sick after that? My stomach felt weird. I think there's something if you don't eat it for a while, you for, your body hasn't had to digest it anymore. So I bet now if I had some sort of meat, I would not feel great. No, probably because you probably didn't transition yeah. from eating meat so long. Yeah. This one comes from the, the Twitter. Is this from Twitter? The Twitter, yeah. This it's it's Twitter. from Twitter, yep. <laughs> this is one that I find intriguing, mm-hmm. and I have to ask this. So shout out to the person that submitted this question. How are you somehow always right on your Eagles predictions? I don't know. It's been a pretty <laughs> decent run. Pretty <laughs> decent run. I don't, I don't know. The funny part is um, the other teams, uh, like, I, I don't know if I ever told this to you, but when they, before the Phillies postseason run began, mm-hmm. I did a show, and people remind me about this all the time, that I was so frustrated with how they were playing, I didn't want them to make the playoffs last year, You, 
I said I didn't want him to make the playoffs. It wasn't even worth it. And then they're in the World Series series later. So uh-huh. I'm wrong a lot. But the Eagles, I, uh, I've had a decent run of, of guessing how they're going to do. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. This one comes from the Twitterverse as well. What is your favorite movie franchise? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I know you're a superhero movie guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like the Batman movies, like the the ones that the, – Christian. Which ones, though? Well, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked the beginning ones, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, Michael Keaton ones in the beginning, and the, I guess the original Batman and then Batman Returns. But I like the Christian Bale ones that came out. You know, they're bringing years Michael ago. Keaton back, right? You know, he's as Batman back. again. He's in the Flash. I don't know if this has something to do with the multi. Well, it's not called the multiverse. It's called uh, I, I forgot what Flash. It's a DC does. universe, yeah, isn't DC, it? Like, it's not yeah. the multiverse. It's not the multiverse. No. Marvel's the multiverse. It's the DC universe where Michael Keaton is Batman. In, in the new Flash movie, the dude, the, the Isn't new Isn't he Flash, old now? Yeah, but they, I guess they CGI'd him. I think they CGI'd him, so he's, like, you might get, you might get a kick out of that because he's the new Batman. Well, he's the old new Batman in the new Flash movie that they have coming out not too long. Michael Keaton's 71. Yeah, and he, no, he, 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 retained, he retained his role. No, he's too old. As Batman. Yeah, but he's going to be the Batman. I'm just letting you know, man. All right. I'm just letting you know. I got another one for you. What do you got? Somebody asked. Are you going to take less money like Jalen Hurts? I knew it was coming. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know it's coming. Well, no, I, I we mentioned this the other day. There is no salary cap at WIP. Now that we, have, I'm sure there's a budget here, right? The bosses yeah. have a budget. But here's the thing, I, I got a lot of people messaging me this. Are you going to take a pay cut? Well, two things. One, we all kind of did when the pandemic hit, oh, right? Yeah, that we, got, was, we took a haircut. Yeah, Everybody that, took a haircut. Everyone did. But the second thing is, it's not like every if every radio station in the market can only spend this, a certain amount of money, right? If there's a salary cap on radio stations and we were trying to win versus the other station, I think that's more apples to apples. That doesn't exist. There's a salary cap in the NFL. If you take less money, your team has more money to spend on other players. It's not the same. But no, I'm not going to take a pay cut for WIP. I mean, no, it's it's kind of one of those things that you know, it's it's, it's radio's progressive. You can't go backwards. You gotta no, go, you got to go forward. Okay, this is a question I have for you. When was the last time you and your wife went to the movies? And what did you go see? The movies? The movies. Because I know you got little kids now. Yeah. <sighs> Hugh, I don't remember. I mean, it's been that long. <laughs> Come so, on, Joe. We got to get you outside, man. man. I mean, we went uh, to dinner a couple weeks ago <laughs> for the first time in a while. Yeah, we have a, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. I mean, when we get to go out, we'll go to dinner. Uh-huh. Um, but you're taking the kids with you? No. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, months, but like maybe once every few months, we'll go out to just us for dinner. But I... I have no idea the last time just my wife and I went to the movies. You go to the movies? I went to the movies last week, and I took my son. We went to go see the Quantumanium. Quantum- saw, I saw it too, yeah. Did, Quantum- he, li- did he like it? No. <laughs> it, it, too young? Well, well, he, he didn't like it. He was 10 minutes in, and he was like, when, when, is it over? Is it over yet? Can we go? Like He just kept asking. I'm like, dude, calm down. It's not over yet. But no, it wasn't a good movie. I don't think it was a good movie. I think, you, you know. absolutely hate to see that. <laughs> for it to be the, the introduction to the phase five of the Marvel Universe, it was kind of bad. It was really bad. Well, I'm not. Let me pull that back. It wasn't really bad. But it was it was not that good. I guess that's the same thing. It didn't really feel bad. like Ant-Man. It, did, it, well, it didn't feel like Ant-Man. It felt like Star Wars, to be honest. Well, Ant-Man, is, he's soft. He's a little soft. And to have him fighting and beating, well, dang, I just spoiled it. Spoiler, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, it's I've okay. Been you got da- I mean, to dance around it a little bit. You got to dance around it a little bit. Well, I guess since I've already gone down this rabbit hole, I might as well go ahead and spoil it. it. It To me, it wasn't, the plot line wasn't believable. When you talk about, like if you read comic books like I do, and, and if you're talking about like 
Kane the Conqueror like he's portrayed in the comic books. For he he should have he should have smoked Ant Man like a cigarette. He really should have. So it, it was just it was kind of. You know what I think is impacting the movie thing? There, you could just get him at home now. Like yeah. so, I, I mean, I like going to the movies. We took our kids to the movies a couple months ago to see some. But like, you could just get him at home. You don't need to go to the movies anymore. I think it might you. It might be a decade. It might be a decade since my wife and I went years? to the movies. You need to get to movies, Joe. And this is the last. This is the last question. All right, my, our last Q and A for today. Have you ever had a gummy? I have. Well, I mean, like a gummy bear. Yeah, like some, some like that. Like a regular gummy bear. It's it's they, well. I mean, it makes you feel a regular. Uh, I, I haven't had a gummy bear, a regular one, in a long time. Have it's, you had an irregular gummy bear? I have bear? not ever had an irregular gummy bear. I know a lot of people do now. I've never had one. You've never had one? No. So you've never partake, partaken in the medicinals? No. No, no no gummies, no no bears. You're not 420 friendly? I'm talking in code. Yeah, I, I know your, I know the code. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm aware of that code. <laughs> no. Hey, yeah, that's why I made that the last one, because, like, as I look out the window, I don't see Rod running down the hallway <laughs> yet, so I, I, think, I think I was cool in the way that I, 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 I think I think out. you knew the answer to that one before you well, asked. Well, I didn't know. I mean, because, you know, you said you went to school, and I'm pretty sure in school some of your friends probably, you know, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, yeah. Yeah, people do, when people in college do all sorts of things. But no, no gummies. No, because the kids call it, they call it loud nowadays. They call it loud. I don't, know what they, I don't know what they call it up here. They might call it something different, but down south they call it loud. The funny thing is over the years, I'm just you know, as time has gone, it's become just kind of like whatever, you just do it. Like it's not a thing. No, you know what? For me personally, it, it, it became a thing during the pandemic because, you know, at that point nobody. Well, you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, man. So, you know. You know, and plus that, you know, I got these bad knees too. It's, it's medicinal for these bad knees. Does it actually help? Yeah, it helps a lot, man. You know, I have I have like bath bombs. I know that sounds weird. Yeah, but that that sounds like a bath, like Joe camera. That's, that's in a camera. <laughs> that sounds like a camera thing. Well, let, let me pull that back a little bit. <laughs> I don't. I haven't used them personally, but I have them. Like, cause I get like a care. Like every month, I get like a care package. I get a care package from 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 a, a company that that I work closely with. And I get like I get like pills, I get bath bombs, I what, get what is like a bath serums. bomb? It's like you put in your bath and you know you you take a bath in it. You you, you put it like in the a, water. Yeah, you put it in the bath. Yeah, like, it's a bath like, bomb. Like a bubble bath. Yeah. Are yeah, but I don't. You know what? Speaking of that, I can get at the, the camera. He'll probably like that because I I'm not a bath bomb. <laughs> I'm not Maybe bath, you just give it to him. Don't tell him what it is, and we see the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it, I don't think it's not the type that it would you know it it alter your state. The only only thing that does, does that is like the gummies. Got it. All yeah, right. Our first gummies. edition of Q and A. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Well, nobody nobody ran around. The no, they let like, us go. No, well, it's Friday. No. Well, the other thing I noticed this you on Fridays. We're the only ones here. I feel like we get away with whatever we want. <laughs> right. The the morning shows at, at the Borgata. Feels after, like it. Feels like afternoon shows at Chickies at Pete's. I wonder when they're going to get us a, a remote on Fridays. But until then, we're the only ones here. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you just jumped in the car, that was Q and A, and and we want your reaction on this. We're, we're discussing all the way the Eagles have reacted since the Super Bowl. From AJ Brown, you know, talking about the fact that he knew they'd lose in the third quarter, they kicked the field goal. Chauncey Gardner Johnson calling out, you know, Jonathan Gannon on social media, and then listen to this. You got. You got Darius Slay yesterday in his podcast, and I get it. He's trying to defend his guy, A.J. Brown, and then the Juju stuff, but the end really bothered me here talking about how, yeah, his unit did a good job. Here's, here's Darius Slay yesterday. Isn't that his generation? Though? I know. Like, how, he's, like, like, he's not that much like, older. Yeah, yeah. He's in his 30s, right? He's uh, like yeah, 32. I like Slay, though, man, I, and I, I understand what he was trying to do, but again, like I said, you can't win that, man. 
It's, it's a no-win situation at this point. You can't win. No, it is. And it's disappointing to me to hear all this because it feels like the Eagles have, have kind of skated from responsibility and they're just kind of pointing fingers here to the Super Bowl. And I, it, it, I don't understand how this helps them. Just move on. It, it, ignore Juju. And as far as Darius Lay goes, I mean, I can't handle a player and, and a good player and a captain talking about how our unit did our job. No, you didn't. Like, Patrick Mahomes completed nearly 80% of his passes. I don't care how many yards he had. Some of those were short fields. He cooked you, Darius. Like, this this, this secondary got cooked. Like a turkey. Come on, man. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to the way the Eagles have reacted to the Super Bowl. Does it bother you? It, it bothers us. About 80% of people so far in our Twitter poll at WIP Midday Show are not bothered by this. And I think that falls along generational lines. Your reaction here. And, uh, and moving forward, you want to react to UNA, you could do that. And if you have questions to, for you to ask me, and, and we'll have fun with this over, or every week, um, submit them at our Facebook page, Twitter page, and, and we'll get to some of the best ones each week. Wade, not that Wade, and Chester's up. What's up, Wade? Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, what's I going on, man? Hey, Wade. That Q&A was funny, man. 420 all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I hear you, Wade. 420 all day. <laughs> um, I don't like how they acting, man. Like, listen. Even in, in the Super Bowl, when, when Hurts fumbled, I'm like, man, it's going to come back and Hurts because we're going back and forth and you can't get them no points. But, like, I don't, in the Super Bowl, when, when we, um, and nobody talking about this, but when Smith, uh, Smith caught that pass and they was looking over the review and all that to see was it a catch or not, anybody see how uh, our head coach was acting? Sirianni. He was, oh, I uh, saw it, man. Yeah, I saw it. Yep. Well, like it was good. Like he, it was all good. He's pointing nah, the he, he, he's he pointing the Chiefs to go back the other way. Go back. He like go oh, back, go, go oh, back. Okay. And then Hurts had to like, oh, chill, chill, coach. He had to tap him like, oh, chill. They didn't fall. Like you see, Hurts ain't saying nothing on no social networks or nothing because Hurts know how to handle himself. I don't like. I don't even like how AJ was mad when he didn't get that many targets when we uh, in the win and everything. So like. It, it's a lot of stuff. I, mean, I don't like how Sirianni put his face in the camera when we was like shaking his head up and down. All I know, like, Wade. There's certain ways you got to handle yourself. So we're going to find out, see if Sirianni the truth this year because, you know what I'm saying, you, this is how you find out about somebody the third year. This is when you can see what it is. Yeah, the first I, year, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that, man. But I, I tell you what, all of this to me is a learning experience because it's new. It's new for everybody. When you look at this coaching staff and you look at these players, for a lot of these guys, this was new. This was a new experience. This wasn't old hat. So, you know, they're, they're still learning. That's why I'm not, I'm, I'm not at that point where, you know, I'm condemning anybody. You know, I don't want to slag on anything like that. I understand why people are mad. But, I mean, you learn from these mistakes that you make, man, and you grow from it, and, and you become a better person for it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping happened. And they put me behind closed doors like, yeah, this, this ain't cool, Siri. This right here, all this, you got to clean it up a little bit better on camera. It's a certain way you got to you know, hold ourselves accountable over here. Why? Well, it's it's certain... Yeah, Wade, it's interesting. And Wade, we appreciate it, man. Hugh, I, I do wonder if next year, just look, the Eagles have a lot of outspoken guys. They, they, there's, no, there's no question about that. Sirianni rubs some people the wrong way, right? We remember the comments from Julian Love from the Giants. The, the Eagles are going to have a little target on their back next year. They're the hunted now in the NFC, they're outspoken. I mean, other the measuring th- stick. Yes. You're the measuring stick. You're the measuring stick for the NFC as a whole because you represented the NFC. So everybody that you have on your schedule that is an NFC team is going to look at you and be like, hey, these guys are the defending NFC champions, you know, and they got this, whatever. You know, they're, they're chirping. They're mad. They're butthurt. Let's go out there and show them what it's really about. And teams are going to – they're going to rally to beat you. And and that's what you have to guard against. That's why it's important to stay cohesive. 
and and to this day, I consider them fam. I, I consider them more family than family, because we, man, we when we lost to the Saints. No, it was the Rams. Excuse me, we lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. I never forget it, man. We were on the plane coming back, and man, you talk. Oh man, it was it was like people were frustrated. We were so frustrated that we were about to fight each other. Like, I'm not going to go into detail, but I remember that like it was yesterday. I could tell you because we were, we were all a part of that. And before that plane landed, and this is, what it, this is where it, it, it's about being a grown-up. Before that plane landed, I knew that I had to make it right. It wasn't on me. It wasn't just on me. It was a few people. Before we landed, we apologized and we stayed family because that's what it's about. You know, everything doesn't always work out the way that you want to make want it to work out. But you got to remain family because you're going to need these cats. And to this day, I consider them more family than some family members. You know, that's why, you know, when 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 I pull my code or say, you know, hey, yo, man, you might want to do this differently. And he says it. Sometimes he says it in a way that I don't want to hear it. But that's what family does. And you have to be able to receive that, man. And, and sometimes, you know. You, you, you don't say certain things you just don't have to say. You just don't say them. You just remain quiet and keep it moving. Well, and you know what? Hopefully there's behind the scenes this is happening. And it could be. We don't know about it, but there could be someone on the Eagles talking to each other like, let's, let's calm down. Right? Yeah, let's just, quiet let's down. leave it alone, man, because it, it doesn't, you know, you're bigger than that. And, and, and you have bigger fish to fry. Let Juju have his moment. As much as it hurts, it hurts too. Let let Juju have his moment, man, and keep it moving. Yeah, that's what they need to do because this is frustrating. Does it bother you how the Eagles players have reacted to this group ball? It bothers us. 215-592-9494. It gets you aboard here. We'll get to all your phone calls on this. Do you want the Phillies to re-sign Reese Hoskins? About to play his first game of spring training here. Only regular player on this team not signed through the end of next season or beyond this season. We'll hit all that. We'll do a champ camp check-in, and we got to have some thoughts on the Sixers as well with that loss last night in Dallas I know you've got some thoughts. We got it coming up. 215 592 9494. Get your board on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio. 215 592 9494. Nick Earnshaw behind the glass today. We'll get back to all your phone calls here on the Eagles. And of course, uh, Reese Hoskins, the Phillies resign him. And your reaction to Hugh and A is we're going to do that every week. Uh, a lot of fun. Getting to know each other here. But you, uh, it's a champ camp check-in. We do it every day at 1230 with some Philly stuff as we get ready for the regular season. The voice of Taiwan Walker, who starts today, first spring training start. You, I feel like people forget the Phillies signed him. He's like, and they, they didn't give him, it was $72 million, But, like, they signed, you know, obviously Trey Turner, right? And and they, they have all the, they bring Craig Kimberlin, in, who's a big name. I think people kind of forget Taiwan Walker was signed here, and, and he, he could be a big part of this thing this year. Yeah, he could be. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Andrew Painter has been yes. the guy that people are looking at and, and, and the fact that he's throwing gas that they're excited to see what potentially he could be in this rotation or if he could crack this rotation. And, and because I think nowadays it's about the young arms. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, with having those young arms, there's an element of surprise that you can, you know, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, sneak up on opposing hitters and things of that nature because you don't see the young man coming. Right. Because this is a time, like for me personally, watching baseball, this, this, this is a time now where it feels like younger players are coming up sooner than they have ever before. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and the thing about um, Painter is w- whether or not he's he's here from the jump or not, there's going to be some sort of innings limit. Whether, and we'll find out what it is. He pitched about 100 innings last year. So the reason why I think Walker is interesting here, you is, is they need to replace a lot of innings. They had Kyle Gibson last year who made like 30 starts, 165 innings. He wasn't very good, but he pitched, right? He, took, mm-hmm. he soaked up innings. Zach Eflin left at free agency. He was a guy that he got hurt a bunch, but when pitched, he could give you six or seven innings. I think that's why they got Walker. Like, he's pretty durable, 30 starts a year. He pitched 156 innings last year, 157. So he's going to – they're going to need him. If they want Painter in the rotation, they're going to obviously have to protect Zach Wheeler, who was banged up last year a little bit. This is a guy they they probably hope could just every fifth they'd be pretty good. And if I'm not mistaken, in 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 the World Series run on the run to the World Series, there was a couple bullpen games. There was that they, that they had using. If I'm not mistaken, one of them was against the Braves. Yeah, and they won that. They game. did. They actually <laughs> until the World Series, they kept winning those bullpen yeah, games. They, actually, because I remember that because I remember being on the radio and say, "Oh, we got a chance to win this one." I forgot who our pitcher was in Atlanta at the time. Maybe Morton was that day. Pro- probably. Yeah, but. We were looking at the lineups. We were looking at the potential lineups. We were like, oh, they're pitching a the ball. Well, we got this. Yeah. Didn't get it. No, the Phillies <laughs> offense. Didn't get it. They, they carried the day. But Walker's interesting because, you know, it's one thing, you if they only gave him like a one- or two-year deal. They gave him four years, $72 million. So they obviously th- – because I, I think he's a pretty good pitcher, but they, they they paid him like they think he could be better than that. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some opportunities there. I think that, you know, like, like anything, you know, you talk about the arms. You talk about the bats that carried the day. But when, you, when it's all said and done – when those arms gave out, that was the that was the problem that they had. So you want to get as many arms as you possibly can, man. And if he can be one of those arms, you can bring bring Andrew Payne in and, and work in the other guys. You're gonna have something to work with because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So today, first start here, 29 starts last year. So first start uh, for the spring training for Taiwan Walker. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Patrick is in Tabernacle. What's up, Patrick? Patrick. Hey, hey guys. Listen, you uh, welcome back to Philly. And uh, you sound you sound good. I've been checking you guys out, you know, and uh, it's my first time calling the show to talk to you both. Appreciate you, Thank man. You, really Patrick. appreciate that. What's up, buddy? Yeah, it's, it's funny too, because you know, you you're like you know you're like an old man now. I, you know, we kind of forget that time. <laughs> that time like happens to everyone, and like the picture on the Odyssey app, man. You you look like a good buddy of mine. I was like, holy cow. You mean you like? Are you? With, it's okay to call me old. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, membership. I'm Hugh. I'm right there with you, man. Like all of a sudden, I got like white in my beard, and you know. But seriously, it's good to hear. And you, you know, I, I I've been waiting to call, and, and you gave me a reason to call, talking about your bath salt. So listen, you talk about your bath stuff with Joe DeCamera on your own time, not not on the air. All right. I'm telling but you, listen. Patrick. We we gotta sneak those in. Tell the don't tell oh, DeCamera he'll have the bath yeah. the bath well, bombs that, here. That's what made me call. I heard that. All right, I'll call talk to you. But listen, seriously, you listen. You've been, you know, I listen and like, you know, the, I, I really respect and appreciate the the football player in you and and how you're able to like just kind of convey a thought when it comes to like, you know, just just from from looking at it from the ball player. And look, I work on my own, and like, I never want to like take less on a job. And when like I'm I'm when you're self-employed and generating your own revenue you have kind of a different perspective mm-hmm. and like, it's not the same thing like what you went through, but like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's different when you're talking about, you know, like, like money talks. I, I try to stay away from that in professional sports because it's just so the money today is just so, so, you know, just so much money out there. It's ridiculous. But like, it, it is. And, and like real quick with this Darius Slay, man, like there's some people that just need to shut the hell up, <laughs> you know? And, and like, he, I guess he's one of them. Yeah, I, and, Patrick, I think you're right. You know, and he, and what, I, what makes it worse for him now is he has a podcast. So, like, he can't, right? He's got, 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 he's
never will. And, like, there's just this whole other world. And the, the podcasts are now turning into that kind of, you know, that social media umbrella where it's just like it, 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 it is dangerous for some people to have a microphone and a platform, you know, to, to talk to. And, and he's just showing that he's, you know, he's got some growing up to do. Yeah. You know, and, I, you know, and, and, and that's something that you feel like that that's, that's, that's not for public, you know. That's not, you know, that stuff. That that stuff stays behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, you're and, right, and, but it's one of those things where everybody, think about it, man. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a platform, yep. mm-hmm. and everybody has something to say. I mean, and and that's that's just the world we're living in. The the one thing that Twitter has done is given everybody a voice, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to express their opinion. Yeah, and that well, that's a that and that's the hard part about being a, a professional coach. You know, in in today's world, and and like think of what the coaches have to try to instill in these young guys and, and even like the old, and this is where the older players and, and like, we're, you know, we're luckily, you know, it's just like, I wonder what Brandon Graham really thinks. And I wonder, like, you know, he's not going to call him up and try to set him straight. I'm sure. But like, you know, like, you know, we, we, we do get a little bit wiser and a little bit smarter, hopefully when we get older and, and, and hopefully that'll, that'll kick in. For I, him. Did, I did it reluctantly, but I had to do it. Like seriously, I had to do it. I did it reluctantly, but I had to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys, man, I, I appreciate hearing you and, and, and look forward to more of it. All right? Well, we appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone has that moment. I mean, I, w- I was saying to, to you before the show, like when I first started you know, being on the air, people respond to you. They send you messages or whatever. And I used to respond to all of them. And then it's like, who's this helping? Like we're, yeah. we're bickering for 20 minutes back and forth for no reason. And, and like it, it's OK to have feelings like if, if Slay feels that way, like he did his job in the Super Bowl. I get it. He probably does feel that way. And I'm not saying he played bad. But for him to go out there and say, "Well, we did our th-, basically say we did our thing. We were good in the secondary." That like you got a team you got to think about. Yeah, yeah, and and it just doesn't play well. And I know, like, this is the unfortunate thing about it because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that that feel strongly about. Oh, well, he didn't say a whole lot. That's great. That's that's you, and that's how you perceive. Mm-hmm. It. Everybody doesn't perceive it that way. It, it it they just don't, and it's unfortunate that that's the case. But that it, it just they just don't. The one thing I wonder about it, and he was mentioning there our last call that everyone and you said it, everyone has a podcast now. I wonder if play like I wonder if his teammates could easily just shake off the noise because five minutes later someone else is going to say something silly, right? Like the twenty four seven news cycle, we we will forget Slay said this two weeks from now because someone else will say something dumb. I I, I look at it like this: the the unfortunate thing about it when you do things like that, and if you're in tune to, to what your feed is or your podcast, or whatever, there's always going to be a response and there's always going to be somebody that might chime in late, mm-hmm. somebody that's late to the party. And and that might keep it going. You know what I mean? So that that's the unfortunate thing about saying some of the things that you say on social media. Let's talk to Mike and Holland. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good show. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Hi, Mike. How you doing, man? Good, thanks. Uh, Want to make a Eagles comment on this whole story here. And then a little uh, Philly's Reese Hoskins comment. And then I have a question on your Hugh and that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or not a question, a comment. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, with, with what Slay is saying here, and, and um, even Garner Johnson came out and had something up, and then it was deleted. These guys are giving Juju Smith, like, way too much credit. Just, just like, don't even respond to the guy. You know, he, he's he's being an idiot. I get it. They're mad, and it's, it's, so, it, it's, it's still fresh. And it's sitting in their in the gut because uh, they lost and all. But they they're letting the, they're letting him get to them. And what how they're reacting, in my opinion, is exactly what Juju wants. Exactly. I, well, you're right, Mike. And, and he's creating his own content, so it gives him more exactly. more fodder. Yeah, and, 
Right. So, so you would think, uh, you know, Slay's been around a long time. Uh, yeah, he uh, he should know better. But anyway, that was just my opinion on that. Um, the Reese Hoskins, uh, you know, I I don't think we should rush to do anything with him. Look, he puts up good power numbers and all that, but he is so streaky. When he's hot, he is hot. But when he's cold, he's off the rails cold. And if he was an average uh, or above average defensive first baseman, I would have signed him, but he's not. And I, I think that there'll be other options out there. I think they can uh, um, wait, see how he produces during the year, and then decide what they're going to do. Well, to your but point, Mike, on, on you know when he's good, he's good. When he's not, he's not, right? Like the, this kind of streakiness. I mean, they they don't make the World Series if he doesn't have the NLCS he had last year. He was amazing. I mean, he hit home run after home run, but then they get to the World Series, and I think he was he hit three for 25 with 10 strikeouts and then the error in game five. It's, it's just – it's like – I've never no. seen I've never seen an above average player be so up and down like him. No, you're you're I agree with that, Joe. But the, what I would also say though is he doesn't go into the tank. They don't have 87 wins; they have 93, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not the wild card team. But you know they got in, so that's a moot point. Yeah. What do you but think? I, what was your thought on the uh, the Q and A? I, I liked it a lot, and this is my question. And I I checked with the producer to make sure I could ask you this. I'm a sales graduate as well, Joe, and I actually worked there. And I would like to offer you guys to consider doing a show from Center Valley. Oh, that'd be awesome. Listen, we will. Uh, your alma mater. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll put it past the uh, the people in charge here. Mike, that'd be awesome. I, we appreciate the call and the offer. And, yeah, that'd be fun to go back and do a uh, do a show there. Actually, Hugh, I, I didn't go to school for broadcasting. That wasn't my. Uh, what you go to school for? So, you know who I wanted to be? This, could, this be. could be part of a future Q&A. When I went to school, my thought, my goal, I wanted to be Howie. I went Roseman? Yeah, I wanted to be in front office. Like I wanted to pick the players. I wanted to be a GM. Um, and then I realized as I was going through school that you can't just kind of do that. You have to go to law school. Like you got to yeah, take that like path. A yeah, and I didn't want to. Like I, that that stopped appealing to me then. I just didn't want to keep going and do that kind of thing. So my last um, my last year of school, I took a radio class just for fun. Like it's like an elective. And part of it was you get to do a show on the school radio station. Like, you get your own show. Mm-hmm. So most people, like, they just played music. Like, they talked a little bit. They did a music show. And I was like, well, can I talk about sports? I was like, that's what I like to talk about. And they're like, yeah, you have two hours once a week. You can do whatever you want. So I just, I did a talk show. And then it kind of just, I, it kind of moved from there. And that, and then I, I kind of switched where I wanted to do. It happened by accident. Damn, I'm looking at your school and how much it costs to go there. Damn, Joe, your, your family had money. Well, no, I had loans. <laughs> I had loans. I had lots of loans that Frankie are paying the, off. The sales, Frankie the Bulldog, they had some bread to go to the sales. Why brother. do you think until until two, <laughs> until two weeks ago I was working two jobs morning and night in radio? I'm trying to pay back Joe, those loans. Joe got money. No, it all went back to the loans. <laughs> they, they took my money. Simon's in Center City. What's up, Simon? So when did you decide to get into talk show? You when you were getting hit on the line or getting <laughs> out, or when did you figure talking is a little Simon? More do, you, do, do you really want to know? Because if you want to know, I'll tell you. Because it's a it's a pretty interesting story. Do you really want to know? And we love you here in Philly. You okay, know? so this is what happened. Howard Eskin, like that's why I say Howard got me into radio. Howard got in trouble. I can't remember what he got in trouble for. But Howard got dopes and stuff. I don't know. Howard's always in trouble. Howard, if you're listening, you know the story. But what happened was they were looking for people to fill in because Howard got in trouble. He couldn't be on there for a couple days. So the PR guy at the time, Derek Boyko, said, hey, you know what? They're looking for people to fill in at WIP. And if you could fill in, he said, I think you'd be great doing radio. I was like, man, whatever. I'll go fill in. So I filled in. And uh, I forgot who I was working with. But I remember after that, 
Like they came to me and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing radio?" I was like, "No, nah, man. I'm you know I'm I'm trying to play football." So long story short, I got cut. So I'm sitting at home in Atlanta, and Howard called me. You know, in Howard true Howard form, he said, "Hey, yo, genius, if you're willing to move back to Philadelphia, the radio station said they'll give you a job." And I remember sitting there with my wife at the time, and I was like, "Well, I kind of want to be in Georgia." Like, you know, and I, I kind of want to just do this. She's like, no, you probably need to work on your second career because, you know, that, you know, you're going to be bored and you don't need to be running around here looking at me all crazy, whatever. So we moved back. We moved back to Philly. And, and that's when I started working in radio, working with Angelo. And, and the rest, as they say, is history. But it was it, it all started with Uncle Howard. <laughs> that's what. It so started. if Howard wasn't a dope, you wouldn't be here. Right <laughs> yeah, <now>. Basically. <laughs> well, we, we do appreciate you and, you know, your knowledge. You know, as far as football, as far as the Super Bowl, you know, man, we've been through a lot of crap here. And Darius Slay in that defense, for the year, they held it up, right? For the year, mm-hmm. not for the game. So he took so much crap, and he's still feeling the, you know, the sting of that game. So nobody can knock Darius Slay for speaking his piece. But what I can't get over is the side is the condition of the field, is how that field, I cannot believe it was coincidentally wet, soaked, slippery. I just don't believe it. And I just think that that, our offensive line, our defensive line, you know, our our receivers, our players, it's an equalizer. I mean, am I the only one that really feels like that? No, Simon, you're not. I know a lot of people are still upset about it. Simon, we appreciate the call. I mean, we brought up the story briefly a couple days ago here, you, but what struck me, so the the guy who's kind of in charge of the field, and he has been forever, his name is uh, George... The father. Yeah, George Tama or Toma. Well, he was, but he got fired. Yeah, well, he's right. He's called the Sod Father. 94 years old. This is last Super Bowl. But so the story came out the other day. He admitted they were over. It was oversaturated. They they watered the grass too much leading into the the days before the Super Bowl. And it just that's that's why it was so bad. But how about this? He blamed the guy right under him. He he said he watered it too much. So he he said so. Ed Mangan is the other guy in charge. The two of them, right? He, so this is the quote from from the Sod Father. He said so. What he does is he waters the hell out of it and puts it right into the stadium, and that's it. Never sees sunlight again. He can't do that. He threw the guy under the bus. Uh, way up under the bus. But I wonder if the side father still has his job. It sounds like he got fired before he told the story. I think that he said it was his last one. Like this so was going to be his last Super Bowl so no he, matter what. So he said, oh, my last one, <laughs> I'm going to set this house ablaze. <laughs> that's what he Went said. out with a bang. <laughs> it is unbelievable that in a game that important, hey, now, make it screw see, it up. See, that's when you start talking trash. That's maybe why, why Juju Smith-Schuster talking so much trash. He know this is last raw. That's how you go out because that, that way – there are no consequences or repercussions for your actions. Can't nobody touch you. The side father went out like a G. He went out like Nino Brown. It was bigger than him. <laughs> you know, it was bigger than him. What's crazy about the sod fathers, this guy's worked on the, on the field for Super Bowls for 30 years, right? Yeah. This is all anyone's going to remember. Oh, yeah, he ruined the Eagles Super Bowl. I told Sally put too much water on it. <laughs> it was his fault. Imagine being his, the guy underneath him and reading that. Like, it's, you're blaming me? You're in charge. He dropped off that can of gasoline in that match and said, I'm out. The sod fathers. <laughs> Joe's in Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hey, Spy Pants up. What's up? Doing? What's hey, going on, hey, man? Joe. You know, Hugh, I have to tell you, you know, I gave you the nickname Black Panther because I was going back to your playing days. Yes. But really, your name should be Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. I, love, I love the message that you're giving. You're giving a wonderful message, especially to young men out there, about how to hold their composure 
and, and do the right thing. So keep up that you know you, you touch well, a lot of people by the radio. So you, 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 but I'm important. telling you, hey Joe, that that was from definitely a whole lot of trial and error. Mostly a whole lot of error. I had to learn the hard way, man. I mean, I, I'm just trying to keep young fellas from learning the hard way, man. For real. You want to know something? 52 years old is not old. I'm going to be 60. So tell this guy we're not old men. Okay, that called him before. So I just want to make a couple of uh, couple of things. One, we don't need any washed up ballot players. We don't want them. We don't need them. Ezekiel out. Two, full disclosure, I'm a Mets fan. I love Taewon Walker. You mm-hmm. guys don't understand what you have. Yeah, you you got this a little guy, perspective on him for yeah, us. Yeah, because he's an afterthought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's Joe. It's, it's funny. Just the 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 timing of when he signed compared to Trey Turner. Like I think I think a lot of Phillies fans almost forgotten he's here. But he's. I mean, they paid him to be a, a, a part of the middle of the rotation. Guys, this guy is a really good pitcher. I was disappointed. He's going to really surprise you with how well he does. He eats a lot of innings. He's a really good pitcher. I want to bring up two things for people that are listening. There's something that, that's called the 3013. Have you ever heard of it? The 3013? No, I have not. Okay, it's a great, you could subscribe to it. It's a football letter. Okay? And it oh, the 33rd thir- team? The 33rd. Yes, the thir- yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I read that website. Yeah, Joe Banner's part of that. The 33rd team, yeah. Right, so that's one. Two, you know, Joe, how old are you? 36. All right, great. I want you to make a $13 investment, and everybody can make this investment. Okay. It's called the psychology of money. You go on Amazon, you buy this, okay? And it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful book of building wealth. We're not going to be professional athletes, but read the book, everybody out there. And I'll make one other comment. Oh, I'm going to ask you a question. Who did Pro Football Focus vote as the Eagles' most improved player? Do you know? Uh, Joe, that's a good question. Joe, we appreciate the phone call. And I, I just looked up this book here, The Psychology of Money. It, it, let's try to guess this. Who did Pro Football Focus name the Eagles' most approved player? I mean, Jalen Hurts? I would guess Jalen Hurts. We can look it up to see the answer. Probably um, that's not the case, though. It, it's probably not as obvious. TJ Edwards is another one I thought of because he kind of went from undrafted to, to, to a good player. That, that, those are my guesses. Maybe a Marcus Epps kind of player who barely played. Think about Milton Williams too. He's he's a guy you would think as the years go on, he's going to have a bigger role. Right? They have Jordan Davis. They we don't know if Hargrave's coming back. Fletcher, I would guess, is not coming back. They could draft on a defensive tackle, but Milton Williams is probably in line for more snaps. Yeah, he's probably in line. And you know, we we talked a lot about grooming guys mm-hmm. to to take over. He might be a guy, but I, I still see them just in case it doesn't work out because you know you can't teach pass rush. Yeah, I mean, and he, you can, but you know if you if if you're not really known as one of those guys. You know, you want somebody that's going to be in there that's going to, you know, put a little, be a little bit more disruptive. Yeah, like he, Fletcher Cox was. He was, a, I believe, a third-round pick, Milton was, two years ago. He went, so his grade in 21 was a 49.6, according to PPF, and then it was 89.8, and I think he was a third-round pick. Yeah, that, that's, a, I mean, that's a high grade. I mean, he obviously didn't play a ton of stats. That's a high grade. I mean, I think he was the one, Nick, am I right about this? Was he the one a couple years ago when Howie Rose, there was like the, the, the weird fist bump with Tom Donahue? In the uh, the draft room, it was like an awkward. Cause, I remember that. I remember that because it was like Howie was like, Pyow! and then he and, was looking like, "Yo, what what, what you doing?" Because Donnie, you wanted somebody else, but Howie wanted Milton Williams yeah. or something. Yeah, those draft rooms were always. It's interesting how those play out, and you kind of see it there with the cameras. Him, 
for Tom Donahue? It was the awkward moment. It was. Yeah, no, Donahue's not here anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's, it worked out better for Howie and Milton Williams than it did for, <laughs> for Tom Donahue. 215 <laughs> 592-9494. That's how you hop in. All your phone calls on Slay, A.J. Brown, Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Your reaction on this, does it bother you the way the Eagles players have reacted and acted to the Super Bowl? It does bother me. Reese Hoskins, should the Phillies re-sign him and keep him here long-term? I say no, and we'll get to some Sixers coming up. I know you had some thoughts on watching the game last night, a shootout. I mean, just an offensive display against the Mavericks, but specifically one player and something you noticed. We'll hit all that. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP.